Hello, everybody again. Mike McKinney here with the uh, Dragonfly Max uh, Podcast Lounge coming to you from the NATA 2019 convention in Las Vegas. Um, I'm joined here today by Robbie Jenkins from uh, Rapid Reboot. And we're talking about, um, we're kind of having like a re recovery roundtable discussion here on just, um, there's a lot of these products on the market. And I think a lot of athletic trainers, they buy these with their budgets and things of that nature. But really what we're getting at is what's the best use for these types of products? Like recovery is a pretty... Um, it's kind of an out there where like, I don't know if anybody actually knows what recovery means. Like that's just my personal feeling because we're really targeting certain things. So I guess give us a little bit of just background on what, you know, the products you guys sell and, um, and it was kind of going to like how to Application, use them and applications. And, yeah, yeah, of course. So, uh, to be more specific, um, rapid reboots involved with compression therapy, dynamic compression, sequential, uh, to be more medically minded uh, intermittent pneumatic compression which honestly has a lot of applications and, and indications um, so with rapid reboot we we really felt like there was an opportunity to add a little bit more to the market um, existing competitors have done a lot to grow the concept and do a lot of research but really we felt like there were more applications beyond what was uh, being seen in, in the industry so uh, with dynamic compression specifically, we felt like but with all those applications, um, it could, it should be more, it should be more used. Um, to be honest, uh, not only did we feel like there should be more systems out there, there should be more options, but it should be me being used a lot more often. Because one of the benefits to, to dynamic compression um, is that it is it's safe to use uh, whenever um, people often think about it after um, for, for recovery and yeah, recovery's really become a buzzword, right? That almost doesn't have a meaning anymore. Um, but dynamic compression has a lot of physiological benefits. Um, fluid displacement being one circulating blood, lymphatic drainage being another huge one that has a lot of medical applications. Um, and then the muscle activation, which really rapid reboot focuses on. So a lot of people, yeah, think about it in, in aspects of recovery. But there's even an element of pre-game or pre-workout application to really start activating the muscles, get the body loose um, to prevent injuries. You know, so you're not not as tight going in into workout, um, and then obviously you get the benefits afterwards of circulating blood, circulating lymphatic fluid. Because um, one thing people don't really think about, and, and we we find this with even doctors and, and specialists, is that the lymphatic system isn't studied as much as you would think. It is for as for as known as it is, uh, or as common a thing as, as it is. Um, so, doctors ha have told us that they really don't get into the lymphatic system as much as, as they should. Um, but anyway, with the lymphatic system specifically, it, it doesn't have a pump like the circulatory system does. So, fluid when your muscles are sore, those muscle contractions are weaker, and they're not going to just move lymphatic fluid as much. But lymphatic fluid is is an integral part of recovery um, to to get waste out of your body. Um, so anyway, fluid displacement's a huge thing, but then muscle activation is is another huge thing pre and post workout. So with the uh, lymphatic system, I think with athletic trainers, like obviously we're taught in our education that there's obviously lymphatic massage and things mm -hmm. of that nature, and obviously the idea of having a device that can do basically self care. So when the clinician can't be present, we can still have a positive benefit, but one of the things with lymphatic is it's a very delicate system. So mm -hmm. like 
as much compression as possible is probably not ideal, would you say, for something like that? So I would guess yeah. kind of give your thoughts on how do you actually treat the lymphatic system with a device like this? Because I think you've probably heard all the stories. People take a compression device, insert any company, and they make it as tight as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I, the principles of lymphatic drainage don't support that. So, yeah, yeah. so then how... So if they have this device, then mm-hmm. how do you instruct the athletic trainer or the athlete to use it to benefit that? Yeah, for sure. And on on the medical side, um, lymphatic specialists will will not apply as much compression as is available with, say, rapid reboot. So with rapid reboot, we go up to 200 mmHg. If you're treating lymphatic specific indications, you're going to be well below 100. I mean, you're going to be 60, 70, 80 mmHg because uh, oftentimes, it's if there is a lymphatic issue, people are much more sensitive. Things are much more delicate. Um, what we have found, though, in healthy bodies, um, it's not an issue with lymphatic drainage. It's just it's an aid, and for for people who are healthy, you can increase the pressures. But it's not again, yeah, it, like you were saying, it's not about just let's just have it squeeze as tight as possible. There's that option if you like the squeezing, but with rapid reboot specifically to accommodate those higher pressures we've really focused on speeding up the cycle times. So, uh, and one, one benefit to that is you're gonna get more cycles within a set amount of time. So just um, several years of testimony have proven that people get out of it and they, they feel like within 10 minutes, they got as much benefit as if they were sitting in a competitor for 30, 40 minutes, right? Um, so that's really rapid reboot's focused on higher pressures, but faster cycles to accommodate that. So you're not, doing damage and it doesn't become a tourniquet it's not going to hold it for so long and then have uh, contraindications right of you know um, restricting blood flow and lymphatic drainage so and with that are there contraindications like so obviously yeah <laughs> in the healthcare field we have to justify what we're doing so intent to use we also have to have a line of when we don't use like are you aware of with these types of devices times when you wouldn't want to use them yeah, for sure. So they are FDA regulated devices as, as medical devices, uh, even in the sports space. Um, we're, we're over the counter cleared, um, but there are, like you said, there are contraindications that are known. Uh, that's in, you'll find it in any uh, FDA regulated device, it has to be in the labeling. Um, for athletes, they're probably not common. I mean, if these athletes have these contraindications, they're probably not. <laughs> able to compete really at the level that they should be because you're looking at DVT being one, uh, deep vein thrombosis, so your um, blood clots, more common and older. Actually, a lot of these contraindications are found in older people or maybe people who suffered from, say, cancer because cancer can damage the lymphatic system. Um, in your talks with like the medical professionals, have you found, because one of the other, I guess, rare, the possible points for DVT is lower extremity post-op. So yeah, yeah, exactly. has, has that been um, something that's been that's come up in your discussions with these healthcare providers? Like, hey, maybe we wait seven to 12 days before you use a device like this. It's not you leave the OR and 24 mm-hmm. hours later you're. Yeah. Well, actually, with, with DVT. Or is there a benefit into the reduction of DVT? Like yeah. have you heard one way or the other, I guess. Yes, there, there actually is a benefit um, with DVT specifically. It's, it's kind of a del- delicate thing because. You don't want to use it with existing blood clots, but it can be used to prevent blood clots. So post-op, a lot of surgeons will use it um, or comparable devices, compression therapy during surgery and right after just to keep blood flowing so it's not pulling, right? It's not developing blood clots. 
but it is one of those things where it has to be either closely monitored or avoided if there are known blood clots because you just you don't want to dislodge those you don't you know obviously you don't want to start moving those to the body yeah and I, and I think that's just definitely something like as athletic trainers or any healthcare provider buys you know these devices to make sure they're still asking those questions it doesn't mean yeah, don't buy sure. the device it's just when are you using it it's not just go yeah you know yeah you know yeah you're healthy non-surgical no contraindications athlete of course like yeah that, that's sure. what this is for um i want to get kind of circle back around to one of the things you mentioned about muscle activation so yeah, I mean, obviously sure. that's that's a different approach so a lot of you know devices look at hey lymphatic drainage distal um basically fluid pooling after exercise but muscle activation so tell me a little bit about that yeah and, and that's really where the higher pressures faster cycles comes in to because people put these on and they say oh these are leg massages right and you know when we did when we were developing rapid reboot we asked people like oh it's it's not squeezing as tight because we kind of started in that lower range looking at the fluid displacement um, but people wanted it to squeeze tighter they wanted it oh it's not really massaging my muscles and so we we saw that as an opportunity dug into the research talked to specialists hey if we were to bump up the pressures to give people a massage so you're getting much more of like a myofascial release right you know that tension release and muscle activation um, is, is that okay if we're doing this in a pneumatic cuff right you know um, and really it came down to yeah you can go up to 200 um, it's really between 200 and 300 that it starts becoming a tourniquet but even at 200 you, you have to speed up the cycles because it's not so that way you're not restricting the blood flow um, and so yeah what, what we really found is people like it because it's going to squeeze tightly they feel like it's going to loosen everything up but also another element that really needs to be borne out in, in clinical studies that we recognize and we have to be careful how we kind of market it with with the FDA is there's actually an element with the higher pressures especially um, in certain settings where there's an element of traction it's really loosening up the joints because the as the entire boot or arm or uh, hip inflates, it starts stretching everything out. In a very controlled, I mean, it's not an extreme or dramatic stretch, but people feel it in their joints. Maybe, you know, they have knee pain. It starts stretching things out, aligning things. People love it. They, I mean, they absolutely love it. And it's, it's become a huge selling point. We're actually uh, official sponsors of USA Weightlifting, and a lot of the USA Weightlifters have used competitors in the past so they, they see rapid reboot and they're like, oh, I've used those before. And then they sit in it and they they bump up the pressure. We tell them that they can. And they're like, oh, this is different. Because it's it's got that added benefit of really squeezing um, and going through faster so they get more cycles within a set amount of time. Now, is that something that needs to be monitored closely? Or do these devices have uh, safety built into them to basically prevent? Because obviously you don't want to, someone doesn't want to create a tourniquet outside of a yeah. medical emergency. So yeah, is sure. there a way where... If we're in a secondary school setting where it's one athletic trainer for 500 kids, yeah, is there a concern with that, or is there a way to, you know, just yeah. so they know to so prevent we, that? We are OTC cleared by the FDA, so the the, the general perception is, you know, even if you were to crank it up all the way at the highest settings, right, it's still within that safe parameter for general use. Um, we always tell people it is a matter of, of comfort and preference. Um, it can always, there are several ways. Of, if there's pain, stop. Yeah, if there's pain, stop. <laughs> exactly, right? Because yeah. um, it could be indicative of other issues, right? Maybe one that the athlete wasn't even aware of. Um, or just, you know, a, a, a personal preference. And obviously you don't want the athlete feeling like this is painful. I'm not going to use this, right? Um, so there's definitely that. Um, so, yeah, we, we tell people that. That's in labeling. Um, 
and in the athletic training setting, obviously we rely on athletic trainers to to put two and two together. Like, hey, this is painful. I should decrease the pressure, or I should disconnect it, let them you know take a breather, and then start exploring other things. You know, hey, do you have an injury or, or whatever it may be? Now, do you guys have research? I mean, I know there's lots of attachments and things like that that all extremities you can treat. But do you have as far as like best practice, like um, where are these devices most beneficial that you guys are seeing? Um, as far as regions of the body, well, the, I would say the boots are the most common, for sure, uh, by far the most common. Uh, my personal preference is for the hips, but most programs will have the boots just because most sports are going to involve some sort of running. You know, you're on your feet. Um, we actually have talked to podiatrists, specialists um, who look at the lower extremities, and we, we've seen some interesting things and gotten feedback from them as they've told people, you know, whether the, the person's able to get it through their insurance or these specialists will say, no, just go buy it because you need it. The, um, what's, how it's been described to me is it's a domino effect and there's a lot of research and focus on cardiovascular you know, um, diseases and, and the cardio system, especially the arterial system. But where dynamic compression really comes into play is in venous return. And it all really starts with venous return. Um, one podiatrist actually, he, uh, he does a lot of um, surgeries for diabetics or people who have problems with, circuit, uh, with circulation in their lower extremities. And for him, he said it all starts right there because if you're not getting the return, and then of course you're going to have arterial problems further down because you're not getting <laughs> the return. It's back. a closed system. It's, yeah, it's, it's and, all and, connected. And it, it's very cyclical, right? And, and reciprocal, of, of course. You know, if you have arterial problems, of course it's going to translate to venous. Um, but anyway, so in, in their mind, yeah, the arms feel great, especially the mus muscle activation. Um, but since so much fluid goes down into the lower extremities, if you can really, and obviously the way it's set up with gravity. Yeah, gravity's a challenge. Gravity's a challenge. <laughs> We're all fighting gravity every day. All, yeah, exactly. So um, not only is it the most common just because it's uh, involved with it um, or it's involved in every sport using it, um, what what we found is yeah there it actually i would say it does have the most benefit for the for the rest of the body as a system um to use to kind of work your way up use the boots um yeah my personal preference is the hips because it gets the lower back and that's my problem area but uh, most most of our the packages that we sell will involve a boot attachment and then they'll usually if they get another one it'll be the hips and then the arms okay third to that yeah um so i guess um Kind of looking at like we're we're kind of like wrapping it up here. Is there anything else that, as far as you know, using compression therapies that you just you want athletic trainers to know? Like if we're talking, you remember one thing, best practice. Like this is what you take from you know hearing you guys talk. Yeah, I would honestly say to to not put it in a box of oh this is post surgery or or for injury um, after it happens. Really the pre-workout or pre-game is is going to be it's going to have so many benefits in addition to post-game when you know the athlete comes off the field or off the court and says you know my legs are really heavy or tired or you're trying to mitigate doms right so that they can get back out to practice or the next game the next day um, depending on the schedule um, but yeah to not look at it as a, oh this is a a one this is for, for injury, right? Like I was saying, or, or this is only for afterwards, but 
pre and post. Um, it's it's a safe application to use multiple times a day for however long. One one thing that we get asked a lot is, you know, can I can I use these for longer than you know maybe 20, 30 minutes? And and we always say, yeah, you're going to get the benefits within 10, 20 minutes uh, as it cycles through, but you can go for longer. I mean, I've sat in them for a couple of hours watching a movie and it it's feels not amazing. a bell curve where it's like, I'm good. And then now we're bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. I mean, there is an element of the law of diminishing returns, right? And I mean, after, after 30 minutes, it's cycled everything out as, as probably well as it's good, but it, it's still going to feel good. And there, there aren't any contraindications past a certain point. So good. I think that's good stuff to know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, um, we're pretty good. On that, I mean, I don't, I don't have any more questions. So thank you for taking the time to come, you know, sit, talk with us, give athletic trainers some guidance on how to approach and use these devices. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I guess uh, for Jeremy, um, I'm, getting, I'm Mike McKenney, and then this is Robbie with Rapid Reboot. Um, this is the Sports Medicine Broadcast from the Dragonfly Max Podcast Lounge. And, yeah, that's a wrap. Awesome. Thanks for having cool. me, guys. Yeah, thank you.